Welcome to Wealth Made Simple with Shaz, where you'll learn how to master your money through business, property, and tax saving strategies. Your host has collectively helped his clients make tens of millions of pounds in additional profits through these strategic approaches to business. Introducing Shaz Nawaz, an award-winning chartered accountant, property tax expert, entrepreneur, and property investor. No Money Down was a complete game changer for me uh, when I first came across it. But I was a little bit apprehensive because it didn't quite compute that I can buy property using other people's money, which they'll give to me, and then we both split the profit or split the proceeds in a particular proportion. It just made no sense to me whatsoever. However, I thought, let's give it a go and see if it works. And I did, and it has worked. And I know lots of people out there who've come across the concept, they haven't tried it because in their own mind, they can't see how it would work. Yet, once you've done it, it seems like the most logical and sensible way forward if you don't have the cash to invest yourself. So let me take you through some of the pros and cons based on my experience of why no money down is a good concept and the things that you ought to be aware of, which may be negatives, so to speak. So in terms of the benefits, number one, if you're short on money or you've invested money elsewhere and you're waiting for those projects to finish, then you need money from somewhere so using no money down, finding somebody else who has the capital is a fantastic way to leverage and increase your property portfolio. Number two, if you're new to property or if you know about property but you don't have any property deals on the go or you don't, haven't done any projects yourself then, and you haven't got the cash, then it's a bit hard to get started usually. So no money down is a fantastic way to do it. So let's say, for example, you're a project manager working for a large company, looking to leave uh, working for that company to set up your own business, and, but you haven't got the cash. You can find somebody who has got the cash, do a joint venture with them, leave work, and obviously start building your property portfolio or your property business. So it's a good way to get in, especially if you haven't got the cash available right now for your first deal. Number three, you can be quite creative. So for example, if you've got somebody who's got a home and they haven't got the cash to refurbish it, but they're looking to obviously sell it or flip it on, then what you could do is raise the funds and the three of you, the person who gives you the funds, you and the person who owns the property can do a profit split. So the property gets refurbished, increase in value, you sell it, just to keep the numbers really easy and you split the profit three ways. That can work and I've seen people do that. The other side is where let's say you've got somebody who's got the property, they've got the cash, they don't want the headache of fixing the property or previously they haven't fixed up properties. You've got the know-how so you could do a JV with them, their property, their cash, you get all the work done and then sell the property and split the proceeds in a particular ratio. So that could work extremely well. Number four, it gives you the opportunity to do lots of deals at the same time. So let's say you've got the first investor, they've got 100,000 pounds, second one, 200,000 pounds, third one, 300,000 pounds. You could do a deal with the first one, second one, third one, or multiple deals with each of them 
at the same time. So rather than doing one deal at a time, which is slow and tedious, and it's gonna take time for you to get your money, because depending on the no money down your deals you're doing, so for example, if you're doing a commercial conversion, it'll take about 18 months to say two years. So it's gonna take to be a while before you get your money back. But if you're doing three, four, five, six at the same time, then let's say every three or six months, one project finishes, you sell it or you refinance it, get your cash out, pay the investor, keep your share and you carry on. So you can scale up very, very quickly and work with different JV partners at the same time. Another benefit is if you've been working most of your life, for example, and you've not managed to save the cash, I'm not saying you're not disciplined, but maybe you like spending it quite often, which most people do, I'm the same by the way. Uh, if you work with an investor and you're using no money down, the likelihood is, generally speaking, you're going to be more conscious with their money and more disciplined than you would be with your own. Because if it's your own money in your own bank, you spend it however you like, you can buy a new car, go on a holiday, buy a new watch, do whatever you like, uh, you're open to do that. If it's somebody else's money, you know you're accountable, so it's gonna help you bring in more financial discipline and you're gonna be more focused on it, so hopefully you'll do better and manage the money in a much better way. So some of the things you need to be aware of in terms of disadvantages, the first one is, it's a good concept, it works, logically doesn't quite fit for most people, but it does work. The challenge is to find an investor who believes in you, your credibility and your experience. If you've done lots of deals like I have right now, it's easier for me to use no money down because I can show people, look, I've done A, B, C, D, E, F, this, this many projects, and they say, oh, you clearly know what you're doing, or you know, you know enough to do a deal. Whereas if you're new to the whole uh, business of uh, property investing, then for someone to give you 100,000 pounds without that track record would be difficult. However, you can overcome that, especially if you've got experience in property, or if you've got people who are mentoring, coaching, supporting you, then you can say, I don't have the particular experience, but I've got somebody who's working with me who has the experience, so Mr. or Mrs. Investor, together we'll get the deal done. But your first one's probably gonna be your hardest one, but I guess that's true for most things in life. The first time you do something, it's harder than the second, third, fourth, and multiple times. Number two, using other people's money brings in a certain amount of risk because not everything is plain sailing in life, especially in property, because obviously there's peaks and troughs. So you've got that extra accountability in the sense that if things go wrong, the investor won't be too happy. And generally speaking, as human beings, we sometimes tend to blame other people for a situation or scenario or a problem. So you'll have to take that responsibility and be extremely careful. When the market's going up, you're gonna do really well. When it's going down, it's going to be a problem. Alongside that, if you're then looking to do the more riskier strategies, in terms of buying land and obtaining planning, well, if you don't get planning and you use somebody else's money on an option agreement and they've spent all those costs for planning purposes, they're not gonna be a happy bunny. So I'd say start off with the less risky stuff like buy-to-lets, like small flips, and then move on to the bigger, bigger, chunkier stuff like new builds, large commercial conversions, and some of the larger uh, property development projects. Number three, be careful in the way that you actually structure the deal because if you have an investor who says, I want half the profit and I'm going to charge you interest on the cash that I'm giving you, well, in principle, that might seem okay to you depending on where you are 
in your property journey. But the challenge is projects always end up costing more. They always take longer. So if the project costs you more and it takes longer, what could happen at the end is you've paid more in interest costs than you thought you would do. So there's less profit left over and you're sharing half with the investor and your half might be so small. You might think, well, I spent two years on this deal. It's been hard work. It's, it's uh, overspent on it. It's taken more time than I should have done. In the end, I'm left with X amount. X amount does not justify my time over the last two years. So make sure that when you do the deal, it works for you and don't get carried away just by thinking, I've got an investor, I've got to do a deal. Do the sums, be cautious. And finally, using no money down is about managing relationships. So you have to be good with people. And if you're not good with people, it's going to be a challenge because the investor will have certain expectations. You'll have promised certain things. So you need to make sure you live up to those promises and you do exactly what you said at the start. Because at the start of any relationship, everybody's a bit excited. So sometimes we may overpromise or we agree to do certain things. And as the days and the weeks and the months go on, the enthusiasm wades a little bit and then you might get a bit relaxed about things and the investor isn't kept up to date or in the loop and things aren't quite working out and you're overspending and it's taking longer than it should do. If you're not communicating properly, the investor is going to get annoyed very, very quickly. So that is a downside if you're not good at communication. So if you're good at communication, it's okay. If not, that's something to bear in mind. Thanks for listening to Wealth Made Simple. You can follow and contact Shaz on the Facebook pages Entrust Property Tax and The Profits Wizard. You can also find Shaz on LinkedIn, YouTube and Instagram. Alternatively, email him at shaz at aa-accountants.co.uk. Build your wealth by mastering money.